recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. We just described Ric Flair as Neanderthal <laughs> Man and Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Chris. Yo, we going down to Sesame Street. That's, that's, that's your impression of hardcore rap? No. <laughs> Carmella. That would irritate the hell out of me. I'm like, I just want my groceries. <laughs> <laughs> my ice cream is melting. <laughs> ben. ben. Four halogens in that list. It was, oh, my God. You were like, it's not the halogens. I'm like, no, Ben, no. Those damn halogens got me again. <laughs> and the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oaks. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. My name is Jonathan, and I am here today once again with my social distant friends. I have chair number one, chair number two, and chair number three that are all empty. I wish they were filled with the rear ends of the people I love, namely Mr. Chris Hollister. Hello, Chris. You you love even my rear end? My tiny rear end? I love every part of you, Chris. You're very sweet, Jonathan. Thank you. It's good to be back on. All right. Carmela Smith. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Ben Young. I can say firsthand, there's nothing tiny about Chris's rear end. That's not no, true, it's Chris. completely tiny. Yeah, it's Everything tiny. else is very is very big, but not the butt. Chris okay. can't even do the booty dance. It, it is nothing. I have, I have to borrow somebody else's booty in order to do it. <laughs> and they don't like that. They really don't. Uh, we have some awesome guests today. Stacy Melquist is here with us. Hello, Stacy. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. We also have Anton Pressinger. Hello, Anton. Hi, guys. This is really great. Thank you so much. Welcome. So I want to get to know you all a little bit better. So, Stacy, we'll start with you. Tell everybody where you're from, what you do, and something fun about yourself. Sure. Well, I'm uh, right now located in Pasadena, California, and I've kind of been a, a global traveler, I should say, at least a U.S. traveler during my, my life. And I work as a program manager at a small pharmaceutical company, uh, bringing uh, drugs to clinical trials. And something fun about myself, I'm an avid knitter and golfer, and so I have a lot of fun outdoors usually. Not to, not these days, but hopefully sometime soon. What is the favorite thing that you've ever knitted? I love to knit shawls. Ooh. And particularly being inside, I know in Florida, it can be over air conditioned and the same thing in California. It's nice to have something just to wrap around your shoulders. <laughs> I That's very say, true. I will say that over air conditioning is my favorite kind of air conditioning. I am wearing a sweater inside my own house. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bathrobe blanketing my legs as we speak. <laughs> I'm upstairs in the heat box. I had to turn the fan on. Yeah. All right. And Anton, tell everybody where you're from, what you do, and something fun about yourself. I'm from Port Orchard. Uh, we're just out, outside of Seattle on the Olympic Peninsula here. Uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad, uh, part-time EMT. And uh, I started a homeless outreach nonprofit about four years ago that keeps me pretty busy. So 
Uh, something fun about myself is uh, I, I won your uh, trivia question writing contest a year or so ago. I don't know if you guys remember. I do remember Robert that. Small. Yeah, the Robert Smalls question. I wrote that up and, and it was a lot of fun. That was kind of information taken from uh, another podcast I listened to called The Dollop that was pretty fascinating. So I had a lot of fun doing that and you guys donated to my nonprofit as part of the part of the winnings there. So appreciated that very much. So I think it's that is awesome. Love that. Carmela picked you as, you know, we didn't know anybody's names. We didn't know who submitted them because we kept that secret. So it was totally based on the quality of the question itself. So great job. Thank you. All right. So it is time for us to get started with Warm It Up, Chris. It's time to warm it up. A trivial warfare today. And there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA. And that's Chris. And sometimes Jonathan. And the part of Chris today is being played by Mr. Ben Young. So take it away, Ben. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so um, this warming up Chris question uh, comes into us, and, you know, uh, I lost the name of the person that submitted it. So that's like kind of Like just bad. now or a long time ago? Like just, just now. It's just, Rookie it was, bust. It was part of the computer crashing thing that occurred, and it didn't dawn on me until too late. <laughs> I don't want to risk. Do you want to look for it? By researching it, I can't. I cannot find the source of this. So this was inspired by. It's actually been inspired by more than one conversation I've had with different members of the TWA, um, and one of the big controversies that's come up a lot is how a lot of people think that Nick Nolte and Gary Busey are actually the same person. So I, I always say that I can't tell them apart. <laughs> I have a hard time. Yeah. It's a big controversy in the army right now. So what I'm going to do is I have a list of movies and I want you to tell me whether Nick Nolte was in the movie or whether Gary Busey was in the movie. <laughs> okay. That's fair. <laughs> All right. All right. These are, uh, these are in 80% random order. They, they made, so. they made uh, the parent trap together. <laughs> actually we're going to start with jonathan and jonathan yours is warrior i don't know the movie at all so this is a random guess for me i'm going to guess nick nolte it is nick nolte nice job. genius level answer right there i was singing uh, pat benatar all right um anton you get 48 hours uh, that was that was Nick Nolte. That was Nick Nolte. Good job. That's the one that I know. That was <laughs> that the was one Nolte, I knew. But I... <laughs> yep. All right, Stacy, you get Warriors. 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 Okay. Well, I also I'm not familiar with Warrior or Warriors. I'm hoping it's still Nick Nolte, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, Warriors was Gary Busey. Oh, well. Chris, you get the Buddy Holly story. Oh, that was definitely Gary Busey. That was Gary Busey. Good job. Carmela, you get Tropic Thunder. I'm going to say Gary Busey. Tropic Thunder was Nick Nolte. Are you sure? Because they look exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jonathan, you get Guido. That's the name of a movie? Yes, it is. Defensive. I'm going to go random guest number two because I haven't heard of this movie either. And I'll say Gary Busey. 
It is Gary Busey. Two for two, baby. Random guessing for the win. <laughs> All right. Uh, Anton, you get Confessions of a Womanizer. Man, there's some yeah. deep cuts here. Yeah, no clue. Let's let's play the odds and go with go back to Nick. It is Nick Gary Busey. Ah. Nick, 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 Nick. It is Nick Nolte. Stacy, you get Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Down and Out in Beverly Hills. I am familiar with this movie, but my goodness, can I remember <laughs> which one of these guys is in it? I'm thinking it's Nick Nolte. It is Nick Nolte. Good job. Oh, nice great. job. That's my partner. <laughs> All right. Chris, you get DC Cab. Ooh, it's been a long time since I've seen DC Cab. I don't remember Nick Nolte being in it. He was kind of a big thing at that point in time. So I'm going to say Gary Busey. It is Gary Busey. Yes, Good two job. for two. Carmela, you get Mulholland Falls. Is that a sequel to Mulholland Drive? <laughs> um, Maybe. <laughs> I I don't know. Gary Busey. It is Nick Nolte. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> so this is uh this is the last round. Jonathan, I'm gonna give you what is by far the best movie title on this list, and that would be Sharknado Four, The Fourth Awakens. <laughs> uh that sounds this is a modern ish kind of movie. This would have been right around the same time as The Apprentice might have had Gary Busey on it. And he was looking and acting crazy, so it might be a good fit. I'm going Gary Busey. It is Gary Busey. Three for three. (laughs) Yeah. He is warmed up. All right. Anton, you get Lethal Weapon. Oh, geez. I hope I get this one right. Uh, Gary Busey. It is Gary Busey. Yeah, he was awesome in that movie. Yeah, he was. (laughs) All right. Uh, Stacy, you get The Prince of Tides. Prince of Tides. I'm pretty sure that's Nick Nolte. It is Nick Nolte. Great. All right. Chris, you get my favorite movie on this list, Blue Chips. Oh, that's Nick Nolte for sure. It is Nick Nolte. Great job. Boom. Three for three myself. And rounding us out, Carmela, you get Surviving the Game. It's a good thing that I know all the answers to our uh, quiz today because I'm not warmed up at all. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I, I I don't know. Uh, I think I've said Gary Busey this whole time, so Gary Busey. <laughs> it is Gary Busey. Great job. <laughs> yep. And that is your warm it up, Chris, question of the episode. What I take from that is that I haven't seen, I, I might have Any seen movies? like two movies that have one of those people in them. <laughs> <laughs> 48 Hours and Lethal Jake. Weapons? I've never seen 48 Hours. Uh, Lethal Weapon and... Sharknado 4. And no. Actually, maybe just one. Yeah. Good job, Jonathan. So, uh, this is episode number 266. Really excited to be done with social distancing. It should be soon. Thank you all for listening and for sticking with us. And I hope that this is providing entertainment for you. If you want to make sure that you don't miss an episode of Trivial Warfare and you get a new show every week, you need to go to TrivialWarfareArmy.com and sign up as a lieutenant or above to make sure that you never miss an episode. And with that being said, I can tell you that today's game is going to be Jonathan and Anton versus Stacy, Ben, and Chris. Carmella is hosting, and it's time to play the game. Play us. Oh, yeah. 
Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literature himself, cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you 10 points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. All right, let's so let's get started. Your first category in round one is I need a drink. You and me both. <laughs> what kind of spirit is typically made from grains or potatoes and is regulated in the US to be defined as Neutral spirits so distilled or so treated after distillation with charcoal or other materials as to be without distinctive character, aroma, taste, or color. You said has to be without? Yes. Neutral spirits so distilled or so treated after distillation with charcoal or other materials as to be without distinctive character, aroma, taste, or color. I'm locked in. Oh, sorry, Anton. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm say, Is Anton never... locked in with you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we're on the same page. I did send you a message, though. Let's look at our message. Yes, same thing I was thinking. We're locked in now. Yeah, I'm thinking right. vodka here. Potatoes is that that's big dead ringer for vodka. I'm thinking the same thing. It it's all because of the potato. Yep. What do I know? I'm just sober. There you go. <laughs> All right, Don't worry, so Chris. We'll... I am too. <laughs> I'm sober one today. of us. One of us. <laughs> I'm sober right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am. All right, All right. We're, we're locked in with a potato. We're locked in. With All right, vodka. with vodka. Nope, nope, too late. Vodka. Too late. You locked in with potato. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your face with your face. So you never know what's in a man's glass. Um. <laughs> so there is that. We went vodka. Or vodka. Uh, it is vodka. Woo. <laughs> Neutral spirits, good for putting in mixed drinks. So it has it has it, over it, time it, it's become that my does favorite. Does not count towards your one, Ben. Over time it has become my favorite. I use it in a lot of different drinks. Cool. It's cheap. Well, it depends because on what you cheap. get. Oh. <laughs> no, he's right. It's hard to find an expensive vodka. Even the Grey Goose and the other expensive ones are like forty dollars for a fifth. Because it's yeah. potatoes. How fancy can you make potatoes? <laughs> Not all vodka is made from potatoes. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're mainly made with greens and potatoes, as I said at the beginning. But there's also ones that are made from fruit. You know, basically, it's just any kind of distilled neutral. Oh. Mm, oh, and and uh, I just got some commentary from Waco, and he goes, "And no one can smell it on you." <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Waco. That sounds like you talking wow. experience. Man, we've never had a commentary during a show before. That could be interesting. Well, this is the first uh, recording that Waco's been a witness to. <laughs> so Cool. Welcome, Waco. Okay. Your next category. What's in a name? Dr. Phil has been on the air for almost 18 years, though doctor should be used loosely as he no longer has any license to practice in the United States. What is Dr. Phil's last name? Seemingly no relation to any famous baseball players or mu- or musicians. 
I have three meow meows. Yeah, we can. Uh, uh, yep, we, we're all three of us said the same thing, so we're locked in. Meow meow. <laughs> that does not count as a meow meow, Ben. You can't you smack your mail- water bottle and pretend. Hey, that's you need to mail thing. meow meow to him. No, that's, that's the, the that ain't happening. That's the closest thing I had that made noise. That was I had to find it. I'm I was going to say, I could grab my cat, but I don't think he'd meow on, on command. <laughs> All right, so you guys are locked in. Anton. Man, I don't know. I don't know jack about Dr. Phil. I probably recognized it when I saw it. I mean, so it's going to be a name shared by baseball players or musicians. So Bonds, Griffey, Trout. Jackson. Jackson. Rose. What's his name? I've heard his name before. Dr. Phil. I have a feeling like it starts with M, but nothing's really sparking for me. Maze? Mantle? I don't know where I'd be getting that from either. That's just a gut feeling. Johnson? I'm not sure. Jefferson? I mean, she put the clue for baseball in there intentionally. Yeah. So it's going to be a pretty well-known baseball player. Rodriguez, Jeter, Euclid, Dr. Phil Euclid, <laughs> Pedroia, Price. Dr. Phil. I don't know his last name, dude. We're just wasting time, I think. I don't know either. Yeah. All right. You want to go Lucky Johnson? Sure. sure. All right. We're locking in Johnson. All right. Well, it was a father and son that she was alluding to. Uh, the father's name was Tug. The son's name is Tim. The last name is McGraw. Mm. Dr. Phil's last name is McGraw. I had no idea. I was referring to Tug and Tim McGraw. Nice clue, by the way, Carmelo. That was fantastic. That's a really good clue. Your last category in the round is Greatest Hits. Heartbreak Hotel was the first hit song from what rock icon? Three Meow Meows, Chris. We're locked in. (laughs) Okay. All I can think of is Elvis Presley on that one. Meow, meow. <laughs> the Jackson 5 did have a, a hit named Heartbreak Hotel, but this is not them. This is Elvis Presley. <laughs> we said Elvis. It is indeed Elvis Presley. Heartbreak Hotel Woo-hoo! was his first breakthrough hit. Uh, Heartbreak Hotel was actually co-written by a guy named Tom Durden, who is from um, was from Jacksonville. So uh, nice. local guy co-wrote Heartbreak Hotel. That's really cool. Uh, at the end of the first round, the score is 30 to 20. Stacy, Chris, and Ben are in the lead, thanks to Mr. McGraw. Your first category in round two is Made in America. What was the name of the first child born to English parents in the American colonies? It seems her parents took some inspiration from another colony in naming her. We're locked in. Okay, I figured Jonathan would lock in that. This, this is a question that I've heard before. That is, it, this is one of those uh, trivia staples, and I am struggling to remember it. Stacy, right. any ideas? Ben? I don't have any ideas. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of other colonies uh, because I'm actually not very familiar with this staple trivia question. <laughs> From the history route, so the very first colony in the was now the United States was of course St. Augustine, but it wasn't English. That was 1565. First English colony was Jamestown in Virginia in 1607. Yeah, so I it think would the, stand to reason that the child would have been born there. 
Okay, Ben, I think the last name was Dare. Does that hit anything for you guys? Because I'm thinking Virginia Dare, but that's just, I don't know. There's something in me that's saying that's not it. Rebecca? Dare, Dare sounds familiar. I, I have to say, I don't have any idea on this question, so I think I'm going to rely on you guys for this. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. Virginia is probably going to be our best shot. I was going to say, Ben, can we just have uh, Carmela repeat the question one last time for us, just to make sure I didn't miss something? Okay. What was the name of the first child born to English parents in the American colonies? It seems her parents took some inspiration from another colony in naming her. <sighs> colony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, Virginia Dare was the first one to come up, but I don't know if I'm going to have a better answer than that, guys. I'm sorry. All right. Let's go with like that. I said. Like I said, this answer is I've heard it I've heard the question before and I just I'm kinda kicking myself for no, immediately just, not knowing it. We're not gonna waste time. We'll just lock in with Virginia. Okay. Let's do it. So uh, this was a baby born in the lost colony of Roanoke. The answer is Virginia Dare. Her name is Virginia Dare. Yes. Nice. So it's kinda awkward, Carmela. You're accepting the first name as an answer? I'm going to say yes, because they did actually say Virginia Dare before he said locked in Virginia. So I, I'm going to go ahead and accept it. Good. Yeah, if you had asked us for a last name, it would have, we would have said Dare, because that's what he let off with. Mm-hmm. I agree. Your next category. Mega hit in my heart, but not necessarily on the charts. Please name the 1977 song with these lyrics. When the day that lies ahead of me seems impossible to face. When someone else instead of me always seems to know the way. I'm going to read them again. When the day that lies ahead of me seems impossible to face. When someone else instead of me always seems to know the way. All right, we're going to lock in. Pretty stumped over here. So I suggested we think it might be a BG song. It sounds very familiar to me. I know I'm a huge BG's fan, but I can't place these lyrics in any of their songs. The closest that I got was Islands in the Stream. I know that's a BG song originally. It just feels like it's a very somber song. And Islands in the Stream, that is what we are. I mean, it just seems No to... one in between. How can we be wrong? Run away yeah. with me to another place. Uh, and we will lie know. on each other. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I think every every artist I can think of is probably closer to 1979. So someone like Roberta Flack or... Even like something like I will survive, that's too late. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and like I said, I keep thinking let it be, but I think that's way too late. 77 just seems, but for every time I'm singing the song, it's like when the days that lie ahead of me seem impossible. Okay, now that I'm singing it out loud, it doesn't match, so never mind. <laughs> well, In my head, it matched beautifully. Guess some, we don't really have anything. So, I think. Ben, you sa- you seem to have a little more thunder with the islands in the uh, islands stream. Oh, you just wrote, and Stacy just wrote seals and croft. I can't remember what what seals and croft song is there, but I know they're around that same time. But I think if if you feel uh, comfortable with a uh, BG song, I'd say let's go with that. Well, islands in the stream was. I mean, one of the BGs wrote it, but it wasn't yep. performed by the BGs. I don't think. Yeah, they performed oh. it. But it was oh, famously okay. covered later by, was it Kenny Rogers and somebody else? Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Yeah, I can say let's just go with that. We don't have anything better, so. 
All right, we're locked in with Islands in the Stream. Okay. We had even less than that. We couldn't place the lyrics. Like, Anton, we couldn't place the lyrics at all, could we? No, I had nothing. I had nothing. I'm not a big music guy. Uh, I find lyrics questions to be really hard for me. I love them, but the struggles. So we uh, we couldn't, we, we stunk. We stunk. It was bad. We guessed I'm Every Woman, hoping for a little bit of that disco action. It's not bad. Thank you. <laughs> All Jonathan. It's not uh, right, but it's not bad. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen did have an album that came out the year after, Darkness on the Edge of Town, but this is also not Bruce Springsteen. I'm only saying that because it was mentioned in the discussion. Uh, this is Lovely Day by Bill Withers. Oh, oh wow. Bill Withers oh. question. Should have known the dead lies ahead of me. Seems oh, impossible yep. to face. Yeah, I don't know this song. It's a very love, famous love song by day. Bill Withers. Lovely, uh, lovely day. Lovely, lovely day, day. Lovely day. Yep. Yeah. So this peaked at number 30 on the Hot 100 in 1977. That's why I said it's not a mega hit on the chart. Fun fact about this song Ray Parker Jr. played the guitar on this track. Oh, wow. Of Ghostbusters fame. Mr. Ghostbuster himself. Yes. It also has a note that is held for about 18 seconds, which is one of the longest recorded notes on a song. So Bill Withers had a lot of lung capacity. It is hard. It is so hard to hold a note for any amount of time without it going up or down in pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, Bill Withers, that was one of his his, um, calling cards was being able to do that. Yeah, uh, very, uh, very wonderful musician who unfortunately passed away this past week. He was 81 years old. Rest yeah. in peace, so, Mr. Withers. Yes. Uh, I don't I don't get super emotional uh, a whole lot of times when celebrities die, but I got, I got emotional on that one. I love Bill Withers. I complete, completely agree. Your last category in the round is Laundry Day. <laughs> on a clothing tag, what shape has an X through it? For the instructions, do not bleach. Chris, why are you taking your shirt off? Are you getting topless now? Yeah, literally nobody laughed at that. I know. <laughs> like, I know. No. And, also, I, and also, I don't wear shirts with tags anymore. I so. don't need you to point uh-huh. out when my jokes flop, Carmella. I, I comprehended <laughs> it. Oh, boy. I laughed. Partner, I was just Thank muted. you, Anton. <laughs> don't encourage look, him. Don't look, encourage if you, him. If you want to see something pasty oh white, you just let me know, all right? <laughs> all right, we're locked in. All right, Anton, that means we can talk. Oh, that's so, good. I'm having a hard time following the logic on some of these. On some of these what? Like like the like the triangle you suggested. I I have nothing I have nothing better, but on the tag, can you visualize anything? Because I did, a, a teardrop might make sense, but I feel like I can visualize a triangle with a line through it. Uh, not a not a horizontal line, but like a diagonal line. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can see that. Yeah, like I said, I have, I have nothing better. I'm just trying to think of why they would do that. Oh, why, why that would mean? Do, why they would, that would mean? Do not bleach. Yeah, I don't know. So the, the, the teardrop makes more sense to me than a triangle. I don't know, maybe some bubbles or something. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have an answer, but... Uh, I'm leaning towards so triangle with... now that we talked about it. I really am. Okay, yeah, if you've, if you've seen it on the tag, then it makes sense. We can we can go with that. All right, we're going to guess triangle. All right, we had a very similar discussion. Um, we were oscillating between triangle and circle. 
Um, we think, though, that triangle with an X means do not iron. So we locked in with circle. When you see a triangle on a clothing tag, that's indication for bleach. So if there are diagonals right. nice. through it, you use non-chlorine bleach. If there's an X through it, you do not use bleach on it at all. Wow. Look, look makes at that. No sense. We lucked out, brother. That makes no sense. Uh, well, triangles are used for like yield signs, like you know, hey, this is a chemical. Do not touch. Maybe that. Maybe okay. that's their logic. I don't know. Do you know what right, circles? Fair point. What brought me to it was, we, I was initially pushing for teardrop, but Anton mentioned maybe it's like just a bleach bottle, and I thought, well, you know, out of the shapes, what would represent a bleach bottle? And that's when triangle came to mind, and then I started to see it in my head. Nice. Mm. Uh, the circle is the dry cleaning symbol. Mm. So, okay. at the end of the second round, the score is forty to forty. Getting into round three, your first category is finality. Finality. What nineteen ninety nine movie was not only the last movie starring both Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman while they were still married, but the last film released by its director? Stacy's texting the thunder over there. Yeah, Stacy's right. I think we can lock that in, uh, lady and gentlemen. Yep, let's do it. We're locked in. Good job, Stacy. All right, nice. <laughs> I have thunder, Anton. <laughs> I can tell. Go for it. All right, we're going to go Eyes Wide Shut. I think it's Stanley Kubrick's last movie. We also said Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, Stanley Kubrick passed away uh, just after he finished the final cut of this movie. It was Eyes Wide Shut. Nice. Good job, Stacy. Thank you, Jonathan. I think one of them was probably like, I can't believe you made us pick that movie. I'm done with this relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's not what did it, it's but sure. All right. <laughs> no. I mean, I wasn't there. No. I don't know. <laughs> Your next category, location, location, location. The show Stranger Things is set in the fictional town of Hawkins, which is in what Midwest state? Okay, let's lock it in, guys. Sounds good. All right, we're locked in. Go, right. Stacy. All right, Anton. Yeah, I like your ideas. Uh, you're leading me to Iowa or Ohio. I have seen it, um, but I, I haven't. Haven't really. I haven't really paid attention. I, that's uh, part of the storyline I didn't catch. So, um, but I, I'm kind of pulled towards Ohio. Oh, I, the reason that I thought maybe Ohio is that it's really geographically diverse there's lots of different like forests and flatlands and some hills it's an interesting place it's very middle america feeling yeah uh, yeah so that's that's the reason that i thought it could be something like that but honestly i have not seen an episode or a minute of an episode so if you have any leaning in a different direction please lean no i've i've enjoyed the episodes but uh, again i didn't catch it um but I, I was leading toward Ohio before you typed that in, and I think that's as good as I'm going to get. So we can lock in with Ohio. All right. We uh, we locked in with Indiana. I'm a I'm a former uh, attendee of Purdue University, and I'm pretty sure it's Indiana. Although Eleven does take a brief foray foray into Chicago in season two, the show is actually set in Hawkins, Indiana. Nice yes. job, Stacy. <laughs> I didn't even know Indiana was a place. <laughs> he didn't know Indiana was a place. Shout out to all of the TWA living in Indiana. I thought right it now. was like this made up thing. 
You were so Boston. near it not even a month ago. I know. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. Well, South Bend, South Bend, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't exist. But the rest of Indiana, you're cool. Oh. <laughs> Your last category in the round is monikers. Uh, assuming no relation to Ben, but Andre Romel Young is the birth name of what rap legend and record executive? I have two and a half meow meows on that, Chris. I was literally just messaging you how many meow meows. <laughs> Can you repeat the, the, just to be sure? I'll tell <laughs> you in a minute, Stacey. Andre Romel Young is the birth name of what rap legend and record executive? Yeah, I've got two. So three meow meows is you're absolutely certain, Stacy. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the scale you're working with. I'm at two and a half meow meows on this. That's better than than the number of meow meows I have. So I think go with it. <laughs> go ahead, Ben. All right, we're locked in. Meow meow. Three times. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. Um. Okay. So Anton has ceded his vote to me here. He said that he has negative knowledge about rap, meaning that anything he says will actually harm whatever possible answer. That <laughs> Anton, did I understand that correctly? Sounds like Anton and I yeah. need to have a conversation. <laughs> I'm tempted to go Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Don't be jealous. No, so, yeah, the the executive part. So a rap legend... Oh, you know, I was trying to think of rap legends, right? You got your Jay-Z's, your KRS-One, Andre 3000 might be considered legendary at this point. You have Grandmaster Flash, you have Biggie Smalls, you got Tupac, you got all the, you got all these folks. But record executive means that either you started your own company or you joined somebody's company. That puts you in the mind of like, Jay-Z and Sean Combs and those guys. But I'm wondering I'm wondering if this is going to be a member of Run DMC. Um, it could be Run because Run's name is not obviously Run. I don't think it's DMC because I think his name is like Daryl. Yeah, I don't have anything better than that. I don't know if he's a record executive, but he could be. Uh, we're going to guess Reverend Run. All right, Ben, this was all you, man. So when she said Andre, I'm like, okay. The first person that popped in my mind was Andre 3000, but I was like, Ugh, I don't know that he's an executive. And then I remembered that his last name is actually Benjamin, so I knew it was not him. So then I went to, okay, what are some other famous rappers that have the name Dre or Andre? And so that took me to Dr. Dre because he obviously is a legend with NWA and then his solo career and then started Aftermath Records. So we locked in with Dr. Dre. I literally forgot Dr. Dre existed. I, I'm upset. He, apparently he lives in Indiana. <laughs> Don't bring up that make-believe crap again, Ben. <laughs> So, Run's name is Joseph Simmons. Uh, I believe he's related to Russell Simmons. But the the record label I'm looking for is Death Row, which would be Dr. Dre. Oh, nice. I'm upset. Good job. It's right there for the taking, and I flopped on it, and I, I could have got that. <laughs> oh. Is that the end of the round? It is. That yep. sure is. I'm writing down scores. 
He's at, frustrated. At the end of the third round, the score is 70 to 50. Stacy, Chris, and Ben have taken a lead. Getting into your midpoint, your category is obligatory sports question. Sports ball. The Six Nations Championship is an annual international rugby union competition between six European countries. The current champion is Wales after winning in 2019. For four points each, name the remaining five countries. You want how many answers, Carmela? I want five. Okay. So there are six nations. Wales is one of them. What are the other five? All right, we're locked in. Just to kind of take you all through the conversation we're having, me and Chris both are on the same track. We just start making a list of countries because we thought these were English dominant, especially with Wales being an example. So Chris starts off with Ireland. So he says Ireland, and I'm like, okay, England. Then he says Scotland. Then I'm like, Hogwarts. So <laughs> it's kind of the train we were on. I think we got derailed when we got the Hogwarts because you know they they play uh, what's the name of that? Squidditch and Quidditch. Squidditch. Yes. Squidditch. 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 <laughs> hey, well, that's hey, the underwater but, variation. That's pretty good for someone who's never seen the movie the books, okay? But um, Stacy Stacy mentioned Northern Ireland, so that made me wonder, okay, could it be uh could it be divided up into into sections like Northern, Southern Ireland, or is there Northern Ireland and then Ireland? And no. then yeah, exactly. And then Scotland could be one of its own, but then we need five more answers other than Wales. Well, England would be its own because it's not, it's part, it's its own section of the UK. Okay. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for Europe, it being a European thing, I know that both New Zealand and Australia as former colonies are, are heavy into, uh, into rugby. But, right. Uh, but she said European and I've got a feeling it's, it's 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 in the uh, UK proper. England, Scotland, Ireland, Northern Ireland. For four. Yep, and then that what would be, be four. the Is there a, is there a, there like another island like a Canterbury another. Islands or something? Nice. Yeah, I think Shut there's a the Canary Islands. Islands. <laughs> but the Isle of White. <laughs> Is there like another like another part of after Wales? Because you said England, Wales, and then I think there's a third one actually, and I cannot think of the name of it. Is that the Isle of Wight? Well, that's I know that's an island right off the coast of. Uh, I hope so. I UK. hope that's an answer because their team would be the Fighting Whiteys. So I'm hoping that that. Oh, uh, you're going for that long setup, Ben. Um, it is spelled differently. I just want to point that I out. I know that, but it's not the same. It's a homonym, Carmella. <laughs> the almighty whitey is actually been. Unfortunately, I think it's part of Scotland. Well, and I know... To, should just go Hogwarts or just I guess another country. Well, I was going to say, because Birmingham, and I think I even said it right, in the midst of the yawn, Birmingham, but I don't think that's it. Buckingham, but I think that's a title. Uh, I mean, it's not Shearwood. Uh, Addie and friends will be so frustrated with us. Let's lock in England, North Ireland, Ireland, Scotland, and then finally, because Ben's been pushing so hard, we will say, sadly, Hogwarts. (laughs) I mean, there's a finite number of countries. You could guess a country. You're not wrong, dude, but Ben was out of it. All right. Hogwarts it is. All right, man, what do we say? We locked in with uh, England, Ireland, Scotland, 
Denmark, and the Netherlands. So the remaining five nations in the Six Nations Championship is England, France, mm. Ireland, Italy, and Scotland. All right, All right three we got three. got three. Both of us so got three. It originally was the Five Nations Championship, so it was kind of around the English Channel area. So it was England, okay. France, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, and then Italy joined fairly recently within the last 10 years and became the six nations championship but i don't think it's it's not going on right now so wales is still the reigning champion cool at the end of the midpoint the score is 82 to 62 stacy ben and chris are in the lead hey everybody that is the end of the first half of today's game before we go on to the second half of today's game i want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by audible Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books. But everybody, let me tell you, it's much more than just audio books. Every month, members get a credit to pick any title, but you also get two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and you get access to things, uh, digests from the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. They even have guided meditation programs. The idea of guided meditation programs on Audible is fantastic. For me, I'm, I'm an audiobook guy. My favorite author is Lois McMaster Buhold, and I want to highly recommend The Curse of Chalion. The Curse of Chalion is a fantasy novel. It has its own world-building, wide-ranging religion, politics. There's action. There's love. But frankly, it's the best thing written by the best author in the world, in my opinion, love her, love her, love her. Highly recommend it. You can check it out on Audible, and you can start a free trial. That's right. You can get a free trial on Audible using your code from Trivial Warfare. Just go to audible.com slash TWA or text TWA to the number 500-500. That's right. Visit audible.com slash TWA. Or text TWA to 500-500 and sign up for your free trial today to get access to all of the awesome stuff that's out there waiting for you. All right, let's get on with the second half of today's game. Round four, your first category is science. 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 At the end of Charlotte's Web, Charlotte's children drift off into the wind, creating, in this host's opinion, a terrifying visual of a tiny cloud of spiders. What are baby spiders called? It's not baby spiders, is it? Afraid not, sir. Is it kindling? Because you need to burn it with fire. <laughs> I don't know how effective it would be as firewood. Hmm. Ben, are you going to try to do real answers? <laughs> Dude, listen. If we Ben's given up. <laughs> Nobody knows the answer to this except Carmela. I don't know. I think I have an idea. I'm trying to write it out, but you keep oh. writing Spin a Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a terrible canned food. Yeah. The spider be like, eight time, eight time, eight time. <laughs> Let's go with uh, what you first suggested, Chris. All right. We're locked in. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Hold on. Hold on for a second, Jonathan. Stacy, are you okay with that? Yes, I agree. Oh, okay. Then, yes, we're locked in. Locking in with Spider Rooney. All right, Jonathan. <laughs> Anton, help. Um, 
Help. I'm letting you down, man. I've been waiting for the science question, and I don't know that I've ever heard this. I don't know. We can go with baby arachnid. She can't technically say it's wrong. She sure can. Um, <laughs> she sure can. So spiderlings is the best I got. That's the yeah. I can't think of anything better. I think when she says it, I'm gonna be uh, kicking myself, as Chris would say. But uh, <sighs> if you uh, if you do kick yourself, can you record it on video and send it to me so I can post it to the official Trivial Warfare TikTok page? Because that's a thing. We are on TikTok, y'all. <laughs> I'll have my kid. My my boy kicked me and, and send you that video. And I would love that. That's kind of like me kicking myself. If anyone would like to get kicked and take a video of it, send it my way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but I'm trying to think of uh, if their name has anything to do with the way they hatch or I can't think of anything better than what you've, what you've suggested with Spiderling, which I'm sure is wrong, but I think we've got to go with it. All right, we're saying Spiderlings. Funny part is, is that there in the Spider-Man universe, uh, Spider-Man uh, in an altered timeline has a kid, and the kid co- becomes a superhero, and his name's Spiderling, and so that's what the answer we wrote was was Spiderling. If you have a, a young baby spider, it is called a Spiderling. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, you can still film your kid kicking you. <laughs> So when she first asked the question, like, what are baby spiders called? I'm like, Peter Parker's regrets. Oh. That was the one funny one he did. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm serious. If anybody wants to take a picture of themselves getting kicked, send it my way. (laughs) I'm not joking at all. Wow. I know you're not joking. You're actually kind of excited about it. That's It's going to be funny. (laughs) It depends on what kind of humor you're into. So. Jonathan likes other people's pain. That's not yeah. true at all, but I do like yeah, harmless things. Yeah, it's not things. true. <laughs> no, I, I, I am leaning towards uh, taking a video of me lip syncing Cardi B saying, Coronavirus! Dude, <laughs> I've heard it so many times now that even at work, like I'm working and I got to write coronavirus or see it in an email and I'm hearing it in that voice. I'm like, coronavirus <laughs> update 4320. I really am enjoying TikTok. It is a lot of fun. It is so, there's so many funny things. It's incredible. Your next category is symbology. An octothorpe is a symbol commonly used in social media. Maybe it's used in TikTok. I don't know. Uh, An octothorpe is a symbol commonly used in social media. It denotes what? He's got a whole lot of. Yeah, I mean, I was over there. You said it denotes Whoa. what? Yes, it denotes what? How many meows do you have there, Stacy? Hold on. I have Wait three. I heard, on, I on, heard uh, this hold question uh, a couple days ago on a podcast. All right. Um, I I, I want to make sure I understand what Carmela is asking for because I don't I don't quite think I understand. Do you want the, the other question. name for it, Carmela, or one of the other names for it? Is that what you're looking for? When you use it in in social media, what are you using it for? What it, what is it denoting? It's I, I, awesome. just, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe I'm just slow today, but I don't look at. I don't, did you see Stacy's answer on the thing? Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's what I'm leaning towards. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Lock it in. All right. Are you locked in? All right. Yes, because I trust Stacy's meow meows. All right. So we're <laughs> saying you're hashtagging something. Yep. We said hashtag. And, 
And we also said hashtag, yep. Yep, an octothorpe, also known as a pound sign, will denote a hashtag. Sweet. I think Ben was struggling with it being a verb versus a, a noun. Right. Mm. That's right. Your last category in the round is the confrontation. In what musical will you find the characters Cosette and Eponine? Can you spell those? Sure. Cosette is C-O-S-E-T-T-E. And Eponine is E-P-O-N-I-N-E. We're locked in. I'm on the train with y'all. Yeah, uh, the uh, yeah the confrontation being the uh, category name, it absolutely has to be a lame is. Valjean, at last we see each other plain. Monsieur le maire. And I can't remember the rest of the words. Anyway, but yeah, that's to- that's the confrontation. That's one of the biggest songs on that on that musical. So absolutely has to be Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how he's like fully invested in the singing. Yes. And then in the middle of the line, he's like, and I don't know the rest of the word. <laughs> he like gives explanation and then sings. Half of the musical. <laughs> we also said Les Mis. Uh, Monsieur Le Maire, you'll wear a different chain. Is the rest of that line. Uh, and it is Thank Les you. Miserables. <laughs> the confrontation is a song in the musical. That's why I put it as a category name. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, Neil Patrick Harris and Jason uh, Siegel do a fantastic version of that song Um from an episode of Inside the Actor Studio, um, unfortunately, I cannot remember the uh, the host name, but he passed away a few weeks ago. Lipton. Uh, but this, yeah, James Lipton. Thank you, sir. But that song it just stuck with me because the two of them did it just out of the blue, out of nowhere, and did it with such passion. It was just so much fun to watch. So, if you ever if you get a chance, definitely check that out on YouTube. At the end of the fourth round, the score is 112 to 92. Ben, Stacy, and Chris have maintained their lead. Your first category in round five, fish are friends. Finding Nemo has a lot of memorable characters, among them being Bruce, the great white shark. Hello. Bruce is voiced by Australian actor Barry Humphreys. Humphreys is best known for what drag character with signature lilac hair? Oh, Anton, I hope you're up on your drag culture, brother. About as much as I am on my rap culture. Oh, jeez. I'm going to, do you want me to just lock something in? I don't know what to tell y'all. No, hey, I'm cool. You want me to just lock something in? Uh, Let me think about it for a few seconds. I think I know the the voice actor, but nothing's coming to me. Okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and do do what you think is best here. All right, we're locked in. All right. Stacy, I like your logic here, so why don't you talk it out real quick? Sure. I think this is a little bit, before my time, a little bit, but uh, I, I know a lot of the the drag performers in the U.S., but I'm thinking this might be Dame Edna. I think she's British, though, which is kind of what's uh, not giving me a full uh, three meow meows on this. Uh, but she does have purple hair. Well, I mean, and lilac is purple, so we're good there. Uh, I mean... Um, but just because the uh, the actual act, I mean the actual actor is um, I mean it's Australian doesn't mean that he cannot portray her as as British. So I'm that's why I like the answer. And then also I actually know Dame Edna. I mean she's hilarious. I'm completely down with that answer. Uh, ben, what do you think, Bud? Nothing. So okay. <laughs> 
So I, I will add I'm a half meow meow to yours. Okay. I was going to say, I don't think I can think of any, any other, uh, any other drag performer with uh, purple hair. So let's lock in with uh, Dame Edna. All right, Jonathan. We didn't have much to go on because we don't know much. So we guessed Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a musical. Could be an it Australian. Is Australian Jack. That's, 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 that's <laughs> literally as close as I could get. Australia, drag, that's what I got. You'd probably most likely see her on the BBC. Uh, it is Dame Edna Everidge. So Dame yeah! Edna is correct. Great job. Yeah. Way to go, Stacey. <laughs> Your next category is musical anatomy. On a standard orchestral trumpet, how many valves does it have? What? You mean what? <laughs> I, I, don't, I did not understand any of that. On a standard orchestral trumpet, how many valves does it have? Yeah, Anton, that's what I'm thinking. Sounds good. Go ahead and lock us in, brother. All right, we're locked in. So, okay, it's towards three. Well, I mean, is is there any difference between an or- or- orchestral trumpet and just like a standard trumpet? Because I know a standard trumpet has three, but I know that there's another type of trumpet that has four. So well, that's just or- why I'm asking. The orchestral trumpets are the ones you play in orchestras, Chris. That's that's the difference there. No, no, no. I hear you, but I just was wanting to know if there's... <laughs> it's a joke, bro. <laughs> well, we're trying to get an answer, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'm a for, I'm a former French horn player, and I know they have four, but uh, I'm pretty sure it has three. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Number three. So when I was a teenager, I played trumpet, and if the trumpet in the orchestra was any different than the trumpet I was playing, I didn't know it. So Anton <laughs> and I both locked in three. It has three. Yep. There are some that have four, but that's not the standard, and uh, trumpets... Um, used to have different shapes and didn't have valves at all. So that's why I said a standard orchestral trumpet. Cool. Good job, Ben and Stacy. Good job. Your last category in the round is these rocks don't lose their shape. If you were buying a princess cut diamond, what shape would it have? Diamond, duh. Carmela, do you mean looking at it from the top or do you mean yes. looking at it from the side? From the top. Like if you were looking at it in its setting. Okay. What shape would it have? Okay, thank you. Ben, how many this time? I've bought a lot of these. I bought a lot of engagement rings in my lifetime, so <laughs> I'm pretty okay. sure I'm at two and a half again. All right. If you want to lock in, Stacy, I'm good with it. I am too. All right, All right Ben, yeah. lock it in. We'll lock in. All right, Anton. No, so if um if your vision for Princess Cut is that there are eight sides, then the answer would be octagon. That that would be right. right. So that's right, what we're I looking for. I think there's more sides than that, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's. I don't know what in particular the cuts are. I think there's a galaxy cut. I think there's one of these cuts has four sides. It's either a rectangle or a square. That's kind of a big flat one. Uh, I don't think that's the princess, though. I think the princess is going to be either a hex, an octo, or a deca. Well, then it's up to a coin flip for me because I don't. I. I don't know the. I feel like it's got, you know, princess cut. You know, it's going to be more fancy. It's going to have more facets. It's going to be more, more sides. So well, remember, remember maybe. that it's three dimensional. So eight, mm-hmm. eight sides is, feels like a lot, because it's not just the the edges are what you see from the top down, but 
there's three dimensions, so it lifts up from that, and there are planes that rise up and create a different um, or, or create another a top point for it, not a point, but a, another flat surface on the top. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just how you're saying. looking at it, eight is is quite a lot. It feels like eight points would All be right, with- six sides. I don't know how many sides that would be. Four. Anyway, I, octagons as good as anything in my mind. All right, I'm good with that. All right, we'll Let's guess. Do it. We'll guess octagon. Okay. Yeah. So. You have Marquise cut, I think it's what's called, which is like an oval shape. You have your round cut. Princess cut, I'm pretty sure, is square. So mm. we locked in with square. Oh, it's the big flat one. Uh, no, the big flat one is a square cut. Princess cut has beveled edges, but it is also squared. Mm. Uh, rectangle uh, is also acceptable, uh, but a square is just a, a different kind of rectangle. So, but they are Good square. job, Ben. Good cool. job, Ben. Thank you. Good job, Ben. <laughs> Mr. Engagement. <laughs> you had to spend all that money for something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you look at it that way, I don't feel too bad. I think he got the worst of that. At the end of the fifth round, scores 142 to 102. It's a 40 point lead for Stacy, Ben, and Chris. Your first category in round six is beginnings. Though it only lasted one season, My So-Called Life launched the career of what actress who went on to win three Emmys and four Golden Globes, including one for her role in the show? I have like 8,000 meow meows. All right. You go ahead. I'm going to step away for a minute, so go ahead. All right. We're yep. locked in. Stacy's back in my meows. Anton. It's, yes, I am. It's Claire Dane. Sounds good. So we're saying Claire Dane's. All right, Stacy. what do we also lock in with? We also locked in with Claire Danes. It is indeed Claire Danes. Hopefully nobody could shot at I was Ben's say, phone. Hopefully nobody could see Ben, because uh, Ben's right on our chat. So <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> that's an oddly good picture. It's it, 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 That's like art right there. My connection's so slow that his phone is one pixel, so I'm, I'm good on my end. I can't, I can't read any of that. I just messaged, thanks for showing our chat, Ben. <laughs> I'm probably one of the closest people to their computer, and I can't read what it says. So I can't read it either. For a second there, I thought you were going to ask about uh, Jared Leto, because he was yeah. also in that show. That was one of his first roles, too, wasn't it? It was an early one for him, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she won a Golden Globe for it, but it only lasted like 19 episodes, so. Yeah. Not even a full season. Firefly only lasted 11. Your next category is Cosmic Figures. During the Gemini 4 mission in 1965, this man became the first American to perform a spacewalk. Tragically, he was also one of the three astronauts in the Apollo 1 disaster. Who am I talking about? 2.75 out of three meow meows. That's good enough for me if we want to lock in. Yep. Okay, Carmelo, we're locked in. Okay. So, Anton, if I name astronauts for you, do you think you'd be able to pick them out of uh, the um, the fire Possibly, but I, I'm not sure I'd be able to place them on Gemini 4. Right. Well, I mean, there's only three people who were in the fire, and one of them was Ed White, 
and he has a local high school mm-hmm. named after him. So that's that's the one that I know for sure, right? And I'm trying to th- figure out who the other two were in case they give us any options, but I just can't think of their names right now. I've 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 studied this to try and learn them, but it's not coming to me. I don't know if it's Gus Grissom or Deke Slayton. I don't think it'd be Deke. I think he'd be in the in the booth at this point. I just can't think of anybody else's name. So the best one I have is Ed White. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. Nothing's saying first spacewalk to me. So uh, Ed White is good. All right. We're saying Ed White. All right. So a couple months ago, I was joking around with my uncle to say, and was saying, well, who's this Ed White person? Why does he have his school named after him? And my uncle, who uh, all of y'all know from the show and also in person, love you, Uncle Chip, went off on one of his long diatribes on who Ed White was. And uh, he said that he was the first person to walk in space. And I was like, oh, cool. Or, or one of the first people to walk in space is what I think he actually said. I was like, oh, that's cool. And so... We locked in with Ed White because of that conversation. Chris, you should have said, so he started one of his epic diatribes, and three days later, we finally knew. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. So the three people who were on the uh, Apollo 1 mission was Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chafee. Chafee. The only one of those guys who was on Gemini 4 was Ed White. Oh, wow. Nice so job, he was the Jonathan. first American to spacewalk. I had a second one on Chip. the list, too. I just wasn't sure of him. The The first person to spacewalk was uh, was a cosmonaut. He did it about three months before him. His name was Alexi something. I'm looking that up real quick. I can never remember his last name. because Lawless. No, that's not Alexi Lawless. <laughs> no, definitely not Alexi Lawless. Doesn't have the hair for it. Since I'm not contributing anything, my whole strategy is to not talk Jonathan out of any correct answer. <laughs> Sounds a lot like my strategy. I learned a lot from you, Ben. Leonov. I knew it started with an L. Alexi Leonov. Cool information. He did it about three months beforehand. So Ed White did it in June 65. Leonov did it in uh, March. So just just beat him out. Your last category before the gauntlet is now I need some coffee. First I needed a drink. Now I need coffee. Oh, that's good. Sounds it, like Jonathan's day. It sure does. <laughs> in the U.S., coffee can only be grown commercially in two states. Name both. All right, we're going to lock in. Okay. Okay. So Ben, I don't think you drink coffee, right? I do every day. Well, oh, you today do I do. every day. But. Okay. <laughs> I know I do not. Stacy, you showed just a second ago that you drink it. So. Yeah, got my uh, iced coffee here from Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I know Hawaii is is one of the states because mm-hmm. I've visited a coffee plantation there. Mm-hmm. But trying to think of the other state is a little bit more challenging. So we talked about California. Mm-hmm. It would, yeah, it would I, be a, tr- a place that's got tropical type weather, at least some of the year, but still gets a good bit of rain. So not really a whole lot of options. We kind of ruled out Florida. That doesn't seem like it's familiar, even though the, the temperature is right for it. Why don't we grow coffee in Florida? Well, I just don't. I mean, and and maybe it's one of those things where I'm just naive, but I've never seen a coffee plantation or a coffee 
or whatever you call it, a coffee right. garden <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> so. It's because there are laws about this thing, Ben. That's why we don't do it. Okay, right. <laughs> so, so that's why I'm thinking that uh, it's not. Uh, I mean, it's not Florida. And I've been here, like I said, I've been here my whole life. So, I mean, could it be Georgia? I mean, mm. I know the southern part of it is very could be very tropical or whatnot. So, mm. uh, we just need that other. We need to guess another state and kind of move on because I don't think we're 100 percent sold on anything. I think Cali is our best guess here. So we're going back yeah, to Cali. Maybe it's grown with the wine. Yeah, wine in the summer and coffee in the winter. Okay, so go ahead and lock it in, Ben. All right, we're locking in with Hawaii and California. Okay. We knew Hawaii as well, and we figured that it must be because it's tropical. And even though we didn't, we aren't aware of anything in Florida. We said, "Hey, it's the most tropical of our states," so we said Hawaii in Florida. So the two states that you can grow coffee commercially is Hawaii. And California. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Anton, we were 50-50 and we picked the wrong one. Yes, we were. You guys have had an outstanding game. Going into the gauntlet, uh, Chris, Stacy, and Ben have 172 points. Anton and Jonathan have 122. Wow. Your gauntlet category is as you wish. Our wager is locked in. Our wager is locked in. Okay. Getting into the gauntlet with the category as you wish. Robin Wright played Buttercup in the film The Princess Bride. From 1996 to 2010, she was married to what actor? 14 Meow Meows. All right. We're locked in. Anton. Yeah. Show off your knowledge, brother. What you got? Robin Wright played uh, Buttercup in uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And. Uh, let's see. And. Was married to someone. Was married to someone. We'll go ahead and lock in. Your next question. Carrie Elwes may be the dashing hero, but he has played his share of smarmy villains, including Mayor Larry Klein in Stranger Things and Pierre Despero in What Comedic Detective Show? Yep, Stacy's right. Stacy's right. Okay. We're locked, so in. We're locked in. We're locked in. There are some really bad feelings in the world, and one of them is the feeling when you know you don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we're locked in. Lock it in. And your last question in the gauntlet. Maybe the reason you don't go against a Sicilian when death is on the line is because their flag looks like it may kick you with its three legs. There are two dominant colors on the Sicilian flag. Name one of them. Okay, I guess we're locked in. Sure, we're locked in. My answer is locked in. All right, let's go back through. Robin Wright played Buttercup in the film The Princess Bride from 1996 to 2010. She was married to what actor? Uh, Jonathan and Anton. Anton, what did we think? Uh, I didn't write that one down. (laughs) What do you got? We had a spirited debate over lots of possible options, uh, and we settled on James Spader. That's right. Right. All right, and I remember her name at one point in time. Her acting name oh. was uh, Robin Wright Penn. 
And so it was, <laughs> and I guess Jonathan, it's hitting him, but we answered Sean Penn. Okay. Carrie Elwes uh, played the dashing hero in The Princess Bride, but he played villain Pierre Despero in what comedic detective show? Chris, Ben, and Stacy. Stacy, this was all you. Okay. Well, I, I, I will tell a little bit of a story if I can. This is actually one of my favorite shows when I was uh, in yeah. grad school, and um, I actually was part of a knitting uh, team called Nerd Wars specifically for this show, and it was called Team Pineapple, and it's uh, the show is actually Psych. Nice. Jonathan and Anton? This one I wrote down <laughs> are Wild Guess as, as a Pink Panther. Okay. And maybe the reason you don't go against a Cecilia when death is on the line because they have three kicking legs on their flag, or at least they look like they're kicking to me. Um, what is one of the two dominant colors on the Sicilian flag, Jonathan and Anton? We guessed black. Okay. Ben, why don't you take this one? So we didn't really know either. We said maybe it's a derivative of the Italian flag, which the dominant colors are red and green, and we guessed red. Okay. So Robin Wright was formerly known as Robin Wright Penn. She was married to Sean Penn from nineteen six or excuse me, nineteen ninety-six to two thousand and ten. That burns me up. That burns me up. We should have gotten that. I had a conversation with Waco just a couple of days ago how Carrie Elwes seems to play smarmy villains lately. Uh so he did inspire the uh writing for this question. He was Pierre Despero on psych. Yes, he was fantastic in that show, too. And the two Never dominant stopped. colors on the Sicilian flag, it's, a, it's, it's the field in the background, and it's split diagonally. It's red and yellow. Yes. Nice job, guys. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's what it looks like. Way, wow. <laughs> it is weird looking. That looks, like, uh, that looks like something from Monty Python. <laughs> it looks like a really crazy wheel. Yes, <laughs> Terry Jones designed yeah, Carmel, their flag. You, Carmela, you didn't you didn't mention the head there. The head was yeah, I, I didn't likes. mention the head. Uh... <laughs> wow. Well, I would say that this comes down to wagers, but you guys got them all right, and you had a lead, so it's a pretty good bet that you guys are going to win. Considering <laughs> that we didn't get it right, we didn't know any of them. Um, so I can tell you that we decided if we were going to get it right, we wanted to force you to bet it all. We bet 122 and we'll finish with zero. Why don't you tell everybody what your wager was? We decided to wager for the lockout. Go ahead, uh, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie. Stacy. We decided to wager 73. (laughs) So with a final score of 245 to zero, your winners are Stacy, Chris, and Ben. All right. Nice job. Nice job, guys. Nice job. Sorry, Jonathan. A really great performance by you guys. You missed two questions in the second round and eight points in the midpoint, and that's it. Wow. I think we missed one in the oh in the second round. Okay, gotcha. Cool. That's, wow. Yeah. We do. You oh, were we amazing. That was legit. Yep. All right, well, before we go, we like to give everybody who comes on the show a chance to do shout-outs or promote a cause that they care about. Anton, we'll start with you. Thanks, guys. Just want to make sure everybody's doing their census, finding something they care about to support. And my nonprofit is Northwest Hospitality in in Washington State, serving uh, our homeless neighbors any way we can, anywhere we can. So get in touch at uh, nwhospitality.org and... Thanks for 
staying inside and keeping people healthy. NWHospitality.org for Northwest Hospitality. Thank you, Anton. Stacy. Yes, well, thank you so much. This is a fun opportunity. It was so much fun to, to uh, participate today. And I just wanted to just kind of give a, a brief shout out, um, one to my uh, nephew in Canada, Owen, who is now listening to the, uh, the show. He's oh, a big hi, trivia buff. He's, yep. <laughs> and then just a, another shout out, given that we're in uh, quarantine right now, just a shout out to all the essential workers that allow the rest of us to stay at home and, and work from home. And yes. I have a family family members who are in the healthcare industry, and so I really appreciate their uh, their sacrifice. And as kind of a, uh, a add on to that, um, I just wanted to let people be aware of a, a scientific study that's going on. Uh, if you have like a Fitbit or a, an Apple Watch wearable, there's a study that's out of Scripps that is looking for early warning symptoms for viral illnesses. They started with flu and now are looking at the COVID-19. And to register for the study or get more information, uh, the uh, website is detectstudy.org. Very cool. Thank you so much. And I think here at Trivial Warfare, we want to do a big plus one um, regarding everybody who's out there working, particularly doctors, nurses, hospital staff, all the way down to the custodians and the janitors who are there. Everybody who is putting themselves in harm's way to help people out during this time, you are truly the heroes of this hour, and we appreciate you. Thank you. All right, that is going to wrap us up. So for Anton, for Stacy, for Carmela, for Ben, and for Chris, my name is Jonathan. This has been another episode of Trivial Warfare, where it's not just trivia, it's war. Bye, guys. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to Trivial Warfare. Be sure to check out the revamp TrivialWarfare.com as your one-stop shop to submit questions. Join the community and get access to over 150 archived episodes. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. For help with your podcast, visit propodcastingservices.com. Carmella's already done with me. <laughs> She's like, man, I'm good with not seeing that guy for another two weeks. <laughs> I still have your birthday present. <laughs> I have to give oh, you. <laughs> one day I will get it, and it, it will be a exactly legendary. It's exactly one month since your birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It has. Happy one-month birthday to me. One thing that uh, One thing that this whole experience is teaching me is that these recordings are easier to get done when y'all are here. <laughs> yeah. Ben's like, let me just get up out of my chair and walk away for a minute here. Okay. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, he did that a few times the last episode, too. I just have to pee a lot. <laughs>